1: Peace. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube. We on Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will. Skywalker still. Boom. And the great words of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Fire. the Cowboys have set there, Ross. No falseness. We're going to talk about it. They have finally prepared themselves for the opening day game against the Giants. Pencils down, books closed. No more this or that and guessing. And no, 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 no. Nah, nah. We've got it all. We'll talk about it. We're going to break down the final 53. We're going to break down the practice squad, and we'll also go inside of Trey Lance's first day with our guy Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. It's Thursday, so that means y'all get a little dose of science, so make sure y'all stay tuned for that at the top of the hour. But yes, indeed, uh, we talk about the false roster a lot here. It ain't false no more. Uh, for right now, unless anything else happens, some, some catastrophic injuries or anything like that, the Dallas Cowboys have their team set. For the opening game against the New York Giants. Are y'all ready, man? With that said, what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb
2: Squad!
1: How we doing this morning? How we doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic. A uh, little update on what's going to be happening today. Today will be the final show uh, here. And then I will see you guys, I believe, Tuesday. Because there is a holiday, uh, Labor Day weekend. So if you are celebrating Labor Day weekend. If you're out for, for, from work or what have you. Shouts out to you. If you got to work through it, shouts out to you as well. So, today we're going to try to pack in as much as we can. And if you want to get in on the horn, you you absolutely can call in 351 999 3787. I'll get to you guys after uh we talk to Patrick No C. Walker, though, and, and we kind of review this roster. But, lots to get into. <laughs> nah, PC. I ain't go- I'll give you all my life update, but lots to get into. um So, let's get into this roundup real quick. Cowboys got two new players. I want to briefly talk about them. And they lost somebody, too. It's time! It's
3: time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time!
4: time. It is time for...
1: It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys.
4: Let me talk
2: to
1: you. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. So we figured at least one, maybe two players would be signed outside of the Cowboys 90 man roster. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. The Dallas Cowboys signed two outside free agents, one being offensive lineman, Sean Harlow. Don't think there's any relation to Jack, but it doesn't matter. He's a veteran interior offensive lineman who's had some stints with the Atlanta Falcons, where Dan Quinn drafted him, by the way. Uh, Arizona Cardinals and the New York Giants, most recently, um, in the preseason with the G-men. Interesting here, the De- Dennis Houston went to the Giants practice squad. The Cowboys grab a Giants player to put on their practice squad. So, a little tit for tat there. Uh, so here's what happened with with Sean Harlow this preseason. He played in all three interior spots, or just in general, really, but he played in all three interior spots over 124 snaps. Gave up five pressures, zero sacks on 74 pass-blocking opportunities. And most of his snaps came at center with the New York Giants. This guy's been around since 2017, so he's your veteran guy. And if I had to guess, once he gets caught up, I think, personally, he's going to be your veteran swing. They did re-sign Brock Hoffman to the practice squad. And we'll get to that a little bit later, but... So I wasn't looked at what I didn't watch the film just quite yet. I didn't get a chance to get to that, but I just want to kind of see. Well, what's you know what has he been up to across the league? Not the greatest last year with Arizona. He had two games where he gave up six pressures. Uh, again, I'm not grain of salt because I haven't watched the film. I have to admit that. But when I see you gave up six pressures in two different games from the interior, don't like it. But Brock Hoffman, Sean Harlow. Who knows? I know Brock Hoffman was, wasn't the greatest in preseason. He's going to be back on the practice squad. and Let's hope he continues to get better uh, because as we'll we'll detail here in a second, the interior is still, the depth on of the offensive line is still something of a bit of a question mark if we're being completely honest. The other guy that they signed outside of the organization is defensive tackle. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying this right. Willington. Prevlion. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I when I saw the name Willington Prevlion, I immediately thought this could have been like a character from WWE in 1990s or something like that. Like William Regal type dude. And then I see with William Willington Prevlion. Previllon. Prevlon. I'm trying. Saw so what he looked like. Six foot five, two hundred and eighty-five-pound defensive tackle, essentially a three-tech. And we were talking about how there wasn't a pure three-tech behind Oso Digizua, right? And now this, I mean, look, he's on a practice squad, but now this guy is kind of your pure three-tech, three-tech, and we'll see how he uh, develops. Here's what my guy Jonathan Owning had to say about him, and he and when it comes to trenches, I listen to him, I listen to Duke, I listen to these guys. He said, quote, just went through his preseason snaps and I see why Dallas is bringing him over. He's a three tech who has some juice. He shows impressive lateral quickness and has good hand technique rushing the passer. Uh, so that those are the positive things said about him. Again, have not dug into the film just quite yet. Uh, maybe at some point, if he gets called up, we'll take a look. But right now, he is also part of the practice squad. So there you go. Sean Harlow and Willington P. That's what we're going to call him. Crazy name, Willington. Willington P., are on the Cowboys practice squad. They rounded out. But Dallas did lose Isaiah Land. And shouts out to Landlord because <laughs> I think one of his titles on his thumbnail was Losing Isaiah. That's hilarious if you've seen the movie. The movie ain't hilarious. The movie is kind of crazy. But the title is funny. So look, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. But it sucked, you know, because we, we all went through this yesterday when it happened. We, we were hoping that Isaiah Land would be the guy that would, would make it through the waivers. I had my doubts. Y'all know that from the, from the rip weeks ago. I was saying, I don't believe he'd make it through waivers. We, we hope, though, right? Once he got cut, you were like, we hope. <laughs> we lived on a hope creed. We should have been living on a wish creed. Four and five, but we didn't. We lived on a hope creed. And Isaiah Land got scooped up and claimed by the uh, Indianapolis Colts and will, you know, wish him the best of luck. It was always going to be tough for Isaiah Land to actually see snaps this season bar injury because of how deep the room is. But when you go beyond 2023, I think he could have had a, a home here, a place here for the Cowboys in the future, given when how you look at the room, right? Where you got guys like Dorrance Armstrong on a one-year deal. Uh, you got Fowler on a one-year deal. D-Law's getting up there in age, right? So I think he could have he could have fit right in. But wish him nothing but the best moving forward. Shouts out to him and his family. But it sucks. You know, it sucks losing a guy like that at a money five position when I believe there were a handful of other guys I probably would have just let go to retain him and, and try to make see if they made it through waivers or whatnot to bring them back on the practice squad. But as my guy would say,
4: it is what
1: it is. It is what it is. Now, speaking of, of roster spots, we briefly touched on it yesterday and then it was official at uh, some point in time during the show, but the Cowboys did open up two roster spots on the 53-man roster by sending nation Wright and Matt go to IR. Again, I think they're part of the two guys, two of the maybe three or four or five guys I would have been like, yeah, hey, I'll cut them and bring him back, but it is what it is nation Wright, Matt Willetsko, make the initial 53, the false 53, get sent on IR to play the roster gymnastics. They'll miss four games, uh, and then they'll have to make a decision on what to do with those guys. And those two spots were given to Chumlee Doga and the long snapper, Trent Sieg, Trent Sieg, Tr- Trent, and the long snapper. So that's kind of the updates on the IR situations in regards to those who made the 53. And again, eventually i promise y'all we're going to get our guy dr booth be on here to talk about that because these injury spotlights are are interesting i want to know one you know more about some of these injuries from a doctor who has performed these type of surgeries and, and has dealt with these type of injuries from athletes so that's today's injury spotlight brought to you by osmi they are a orthopedic arthroscopic robotic assisted uh, orthopedic surgery foot and ankle surgery sports medicine physical therapy and a ton more Uh, Their team of orthopedic specialists have offices in Fort Worth, Decatur, Mansfield, and they provide state-of-the-art orthopedic care to the North Texas area. So when it comes to medical care, you and your loved ones deserve the best possible experience. So schedule a hassle-free appointment today at osmifw.com or give them a call 817-529-1900. So we didn't get a chance to get Isaiah Land on the practice squad. However, however, the Cowboys did get a chance to bring back a lot of their guys that they did like. And across the league, what usually happens, and here's the Cowboys practice squad list across the league, what usually happens is you're going to bring back a lot of the guys you had in camp. Dallas has been doing this for years, right? They they spend a lot of time evaluating these guys, putting putting time into these guys, developing them. They don't want to see them go, so they bring them back on the practice squad. And they did that. 14 of their 16 guys were guys that were a part of preseason, right? Uh, and then sometimes you you'll lose a guy like Isaiah Land. Doesn't happen a lot, but but it happened. It is what it is. So here is the Cowboys practice squad list. We'll go down here, and I want to start with C.J. Goodwin, one of the guys we figured. Could be given the old wink, wink because he's a vested veteran. Uh, C.J. Goodwin cannot be could not be claimed uh, because he's been around the league for a decade. So they cut C.J. Goodwin to bring him back. I'll be straight up with you and and and, and say I got a biased opinion on C.J. because he's one of those players that gave me my, an opportunity early to speak with him, and we've been we've developed relationships for the last three or four years. Good dude. Great special teams guy. I've said this for years, man. If if there was a if there was an award you can give or, or whatever, or or, or 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 Pro, there is a Pro Bowl slot. There's that. I'll admit that there is a Pro Bowl slot. Slot, but if there was something you can give these guys that do this, the CJ Goodwins, the Matt Slaters of the world, he's up there in that elite category. You, when you make a career out of being a gunner and being part of special teams for a decade. There's something to it, and he's been one of the best in the league for, for quite some time now, at least the last five seasons, at the very least, with the Cowboys, I should say. So, shouts out to C.J. Goodwin, making it back here, and he's a guy that'll probably get called up for a few weeks and then eventually, uh, likely, get signed to the 53-man roster, given what happens here. Other cornerback, and it's hard to call C.J., C.J. a cornerback, but other cornerback, Josh Butler. I thought Josh Butler made some plays. I thought he made some splash plays for the Cowboys in preseason. Uh, Good to see him back on the roster. Linebacker Malik Jefferson and linebacker Tyrus Wheat. I really want to dive into this a little bit more with y'all about the linebacker situation. And and maybe we'll talk to Pat about it here in a second, too. But I I got some thoughts on this, so I'm going to hold tight on that. Defensive end Darrell Johnson made it back. Obviously, we talked about Willington being on this roster as a defensive tackle. Safety Sheldrick Redwine, who also made a few plays in preseason, too, but had his struggles as well. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Sean McEwen to me was a, was a given that he'd be back on this roster had he not been had he not been claimed. Another one of those guys that has the potential to be called up a few times before being signed on the 53 man roster. Uh Princeton Fant brought back very quiet camp, quiet preseason, but you saw some progression, I think, and Fannie made a few plays in camp with Will Greer. Um and he's he's got that versatility aspect to him. From being a receiver, turn running back, turned tight end. So happy to see Princeton Fant back on this roster and continue to develop. They brought back Malik Davis uh, to the roster. So there's your fourth halfback half back we talked about. The Cowboys would keep around, but it just happened to be on practice squad. Jalen Moreno Cropper. He was my number one, hey, got to have this guy back. There's just something about Jalen Moreno Cropper. Um, the talent he has, the speed, the quickness from the slot. I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on Jalen Moreno-Cropper moving forward in his career. I think there could be something there with this kid. Tyron Billy Johnson, he came on, didn't he? He came on a little bit these last couple games, had some big plays, uh, so he's back here on the practice squad. And then from the offensive line standpoint, uh, Earl Bostic and Austin taylor Um Look, taylor Prelu he's got some – you can't really teach that size, that 6'8", athletic basketball player. He doesn't have a ton of experience, so he's super, super raw. Uh, He he went to school, I think, at App State to be a tackle. Then he transferred uh, to, I want to say, a Power 5 school. I can't quite remember. I think South Carolina, maybe, to play basketball. And then his last two years, he started to play football. So he's only got a few years of football in him, and he played football late in his high school career, I think his junior year. So he's a ball of clay. He's athletic. He's one of those uh, Jeremy Parnell types, right? Jeremy Parnell was a... He was an, a basketball player turned offensive tackle. I wonder if he can develop uh, this kid. He's been around since 2020, though, so we'll see what happens. Earl Bosick is a Kansas rookie. Um, they like what he he offers from an athletic standpoint as well. And then Sean Harlow, we talked about him briefly. And Brock Hoffman made his way back to the practice squad. I've got thoughts. I've got thoughts, and we'll talk more about those thoughts But it's time now, ladies and gentlemen, to get into the scientific method with my guy, with your guy, with our guy, the one, the only, Patrick C. Walker, ladies and gentlemen. What's good, good brother?
5: Hey, my friend. How goes it?
1: I'm just fired up, bro. I'm I'm tired of all the speculation. We're finally here (laughs) for football season. And I'm just (laughs) ready to go, fam. I'm just ready to go.
5: Yeah, it's it's been a long off season. Um, very interesting off season in a good way for the Cowboys. I mean, this is an off season that saw them acquire Brandon Cooks on the offensive side of the ball. Saw them acquire, you know, a top ten cornerback and Stephon Gilmore on the defensive side of the ball. And then, of course, you you know have these younger guys that are looking to step up, like Demond Clark, hoping to have a breakout season. Sam Williams, the off the field issue notwithstanding, he's hoping to have a breakout season. Uh, the defensive secondary. Is looking as strong as it's ever looked. The pass rush is as well. They recently trade Kelvin Joseph, uh, do a swap with Ig, 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 Ignogbani. I'm, Igna, I'm, I'm Igna, still
1: working on this. I'm working Igna, on Igna,
5: this. Igna, I'm still working on it. Let's call him Noah, because now well, there's only one Noah in the building, because the other one is in Houston. So let's go with Noah for now. uh Ignogbani. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of interesting moves for the Cowboys, but. I mean, all told, if you sit back and you look at the moves they've made, uh, they're absolutely better, much better on paper going into week one this year than they were last year at
1: the 100%. And I also think they got better at a specific position. Now, I want to give you flowers real quick. I know we don't got to spend too much time on a specific article, but I have to do this because I thought it was one of the most, uh, you know, insightful and, and and real articles that have ever been written on .com, and it was the article about Jordan Lewis. Uh, you kind of took us inside oh. – the human side of that uh, of that player and and what what pertains to this sport and football. But you also gave us insight on his progress as well, Pat. So you've seen him out there at practice and and you've been keeping up with him from a mental and physical standpoint. Um, What's it looking like for J. Lou heading into week one, if you don't mind uh, sharing with us?
5: Yeah, well, right now he's on track for week one, but put an asterisk next to that simply because the Cowboys do need to wrap up Jordan Lewis. Obviously, you know, it was a span of 311, 312 days between him taking any type of football snap against competition because of the broken foot. And though we label it as a Liz frank injury and speaking with him over these past several months, as it turns out, it was actually worse. In his words, he said his foot was shattered, um, which is mind-boggling when you consider that that occurred on an interception, and he still got the interception. Um, That tells you the kind of dog that Jordan Lewis is as a player. Keep in mind, folks, this is the same Jordan Lewis that during the Chris Rashard era couldn't get on the field because he was one inch too short, right? But then when he finally did get on the field for Rashard and Marinelli, he was arguably the only playmaker, the only ball hawk for the Cowboys defense in the pre-Trayvon Diggs era. So having him back into this fold uh, as a player, is is huge because if he can get back to prime form and it looks like he's on track to do that, I mean, you're talking about your top four cornerbacks. This is, without argument, the best top four cornerback rotation in the entire league if Jordan Lewis gets back to prime. Um, now, as far as the human aspect of it, you know, in speaking with him, he had some down moments over these past several months and. Uh, and you know me being a uh, massive mental health advocate, I did what I could to kind of help him keep his head up and say, hey, just keep going. You know, there's sun on the, there's sunshine on the other side of that dark cloud. You just got to keep going because if you stop, you'll never get there. Um, but there was something that Dan Quinn said that jumped out to me at training camp when I asked him about Jordan Lewis. And the level of praise he had, not only for him as a player, but also for him as a locker room leader, a member of the team's leadership council, a mentor for guys like De'Ron Bland, because keep in mind, one of the reasons De'Ron Bland, there are several reasons, one of the reasons De'Ron Bland had a breakout rookie season was because when Jordan Lewis went down, Jordan Lewis didn't Uh, completely seclude himself as far as not helping out the young guys. He was helping coach up Deron Bland in that nickel spot. So Mm -hmm. if you're loving what Deron Bland was doing last year, then by default you're loving that Jordan Lewis is on this roster. Uh, But there did come a point where Lewis uh, got so down and and kind of depressed and had mental health struggles uh, in in trying to, you know, figure out his way back from this injury because it's the worst injury, most devastating injury he's ever suffered. Uh, Dan Quinn said that he stopped replying to texts, And I've been there. As a man, as an adult who's been through tragedy, I I get it. I know where Jordan Lewis was in that instance. But for Dan Quinn to then, you know, get with Joe Witt, uh, to get with Al Harris, to get with some of these defensive players and literally show up at Jordan's front door to force him to remain connected emotionally and mentally, that, Jordan Lewis said, was the turning point in his rehabilitation. That's what put him ahead of schedule in his rehabilitation because, in his words still, he said, for those guys to be to fight for me the way they did made it easier for me to go out and fight for myself. So that tells you the culture of this team. That tells you, uh, at the same time, how these are humans. Yes. And I know we get into the the, uh, the analysis of it all, and, you know, but... Throughout the good, the bad, and the indifferent, at the end of the day, these are still human beings going through things, and I felt like that side of the the coin needed to be framed appropriately for everyone to understand. Not only Jordan loses value to the team as a player, uh, as a leader, but also in his ability to bounce back mentally from such a devastating injury.
1: Yeah, and and like I said, I appreciate that because we, we we joke a lot. We we often look at these players as just numbers and roster spots, but there's a real life human aspect to it. And, and Jay Lou was was going through that as many a lot of players actually do that. But but Jay Lou to share that with you and for you to share with us, I think was fantastic. Now from the football side of it, one last thing on this J Lou thing. With Kelvin Joseph kind of transitioning into the slot and now he's, you know, obviously traded for Noah— is, is that kind of a sign that they're confident that Jay Lou can be ready and, and ready to go to provide you that depth at the nickel spot, because that's what Kelvin Joseph was going to do.
5: 100%. And, you know, we've talked about this over the past several weeks. I've talked about it on one hundred five point three, If I'm the fan, I've talked about it on Cowboys break. I've talked about it in articles on Twitter. I've talked about it everywhere that I have a voice. And the fact is that Jordan Lewis is in fact, and has in fact been ahead of schedule, uh, He even told me at some point during training camp, that the Cowboys had a game uh, in July, he could have played in that game. That's how ahead of schedule he was. So for anyone to have too much concern, I'm not going to say you shouldn't have any concern because he's coming back from a devastating foot injury. Cornerback, obviously it makes sense that you have some worry there and uh, wait and see where he goes. But to presume that he's not ready to practice and he may not be ready for week one, that's, That's completely off base. Uh, And the Cowboys know that. They have, you know, arguably the best medical staff in the league. You've seen what Britt Brown and the staff has done for several other players. Talk about Demon Clark last year. Talk about Jalen Smith ever touching the NFL field again. Mm -hmm. So for that staff to look at Jordan Lewis and say, you're ready to go, it's clear he's ready to go. Uh, he's running full stride. He's running full speed. He's doing the, the cuts. He's doing everything he needs to do physically. So 100% he's fine physically. Now comes the the mental aspect of lining up against competition and, like he said, quote-unquote, feeling football again. So he just needs to feel his way into yeah. it. Cowboys are going to ramp him up. But obviously he's the better option because even even an 80%, 70% Jordan Lewis is better than a 100% Kelvin Joseph. I mean, let's just shoot straight here, okay? Yeah. Uh, And then Eric Scott, obviously I'm high on Eric Scott. You know that. I picked him as the potential steal of this draft. But he's not ready yet in the uh, aspect of can he step in and be CB4. Maybe in pockets, but over the long term, Jordan Lewis is your best option there. So ramp him up. Let um, Bland be the starter. Uh, to begin the season and then feel things out from there. And maybe Bland ends up being the starter as the season goes on, but Jordan Lewis is an impact rotational guy. I don't care how Dan Quinn does it. The fact you have those two guys plus Gilmore and Diggs, I mean, you couldn't smile bigger.
1: 100%, man. And another guy who got their first crack at things uh, out there was newly acquired quarterback, Trey Lance, former top five pick for the San Francisco 49ers. And he got a chance to mm-hmm. speak with you guys a couple of days ago, if I'm not mistaken. And he was out there for his first shot at practice. Uh, McCarthy, he, he spoke a little bit about it today at this early morning press conference. We'd love for you to give us some insight on uh, on that as well. And, and you got a chance to take a look at at Trey Lance out there in his first day. So kind of your thoughts on, on Trey Lance being here and getting acclimated uh, with the team.
5: Well, anyone who says, uh, who gives an actual take on what Trey Lance looks like in practice right now, is lying to you because the open uh, portion of practice is only 15 minutes and that's quarterback drills and and a little bit of stretching. So I'll base it uh, upon that only. Uh, And just looking at that only, he's, he's just wide-eyed and open-minded. He's trying to soak up as much as possible. Uh, Yesterday in particular, there was pre-practice. There were a good bit of drills run between Trey Lance, um, Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush with Mike McCarthy and, um, uh, Jeff, the, uh, the quarterback's coach.
1: Scott Tozin. Tozin.
5: Yeah, Tozin. Uh, Tight brain. Sorry, y'all. I've been, I've been on it <laughs> all
1: week. I got you. But um,
5: Yeah, so they, Mike McCarthy and Tozin, they were actively helping him with technique, which I found very interesting because it wasn't that they were simply watching him go through drills. They pulled him to the side, and you saw McCarthy himself doing mock techniques as far as three- and five-step drops mm-hmm. and, and release on the ball. So they're really all in on trying to develop. Uh, Trey Lance into, you know, hopefully, worst case, one of the best backups in the league. And then if he improves better than that, then, of course, maybe you have a trade situation a la Bill Belichick, Jimmy Garoppolo, where you can get a third or second-round pick down the road. But number one, first and foremost, this does not impact Dak Prescott's contract status. Dak Prescott is the quarterback. And Dak himself was very active and very verbal in helping Trey Lance in practice, in the drills, uh, sharpen himself up. So right now, you can tell the difference. Uh, between where Dak Prescott is in his career, where Cooper Rush is in his career, and where Trey Lance is just by the drills because there was not a lot of confidence just yet as Trey tries to figure some things out. But I also attribute that to just the the newness of the situation and he's trying to learn as much as possible. So give him some grace. Give him a lot of grace because this is going to be a developmental project that may take one or two years.
1: That's so interesting that you you, you talked about uh, some of the details in in, the, in, the, in their steps, really, because it was Mike McCarthy. I heard this morning talk about you know just working with his footwork. He didn't even talk about installs. He didn't he didn't talk about plays. He said, "Hey, we're we're starting at step one with his footwork," and that takes me back to when McCarthy was talking about hey, we want to get better across the board in our QB room doing the footwork things because we're trying to mirror that with our run game. So, you know, obviously things can look the same. So, yeah, we're we're talking about a very early stage of, of Trey Lance and, and we're hoping, right, by some sometime in the middle of the season, we have that trust of him to go out there if he needs to go out there to be a backup quarterback and, and give you a little bit more than QB2 at the moment. But I think we're a ways away from that.
5: Yeah, and we are quite a ways right now. There is no challenge to Dak Prescott with Trey Lance being here. There's not even a challenge to Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is the QB2 for 2023. The only thing Trey Lance can come in and do is learn as much as possible, develop as quickly as possible. And best case, best case, he creates a conversation in December or in the playoffs if um, Dak Prescott and Uncle Wood were to suffer an injury which of course we all hope doesn't happen but that's best case scenario otherwise the expectation is that he's challenging Cooper Rush outright for 2024 training camp and not a moment before.
1: Indeed so we got three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster uh, for for the first time in a, little, I think, a long time actually for the Cowboys but here, here's the thing about the roster I want to ask you here. Any surprises for you and, and who on the practice squad do you think uh, will get called up fairly early in the season here?
5: Well one of my biggest surprises was the Jabril Cox uh, move. Okay. And the reason being is, yes, he cooled on the back end of training camp, but he had a strong OTA, strong bending camp, strong first half of training camp. Uh, and then if the conversation was to potentially move on from Jabril Cox because you like what you saw in Devin Harper, uh, and you like the potential of Malik Jefferson before he suffered a foot injury against Jacksonville that took him out. He's now on the practice squad. Uh, you still end up losing to Marvion Overshone for the entire season. So in my eyes, that solidified Jabril Cox because it's a veteran guy who's at least on the upswing, but they've decided to keep Harper, which I'm fine with because I had four linebackers, and Harper was one of them. They chose to go with three. They let Jabril Cox go, brought back Malik Jefferson on the practice squad. Uh, so Jabril Cox was easily uh, the biggest surprise to me. I could say Isaiah Land as well just because I had him on my 53 and I didn't want to risk him to waivers for the reason that we saw. He's picked up by the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Good luck to the young man out of FAMU. I think he'll do some good things. But it's also not a sky-is-falling situation there. I'm much more concerned about the linebacker depth than I am losing Isaiah Land because Land, as a pass rusher, he's on a defensive line that's the the position that has the least amount of need. He was going to be hard-pressed to get his reps, might have seen his share of inactives on a weekly basis until the Cowboys figured it out or if somebody got hurt. So Land would have been more of a long-term prospect, maybe 24. He breaks out, maybe 25. But the Cowboys need to win right now, and they have more than enough bodies to do that over the next couple of years. But so for me, it's Jabril Cox. I mean, you're running real skinny on linebacker so that you can run heavy on safety uh, and defensive back. Obviously, Marquise Bell is going to contribute there as well at linebacker. But still a little bit surprising that you are only running three true linebackers
1: with a plus one in Malik Jefferson's practice squad you took the words without my mouth I'm going to detail that uh, here in a second one last thing before I let you go here from the practice squad you, you've got some guys like CJ Goodwin, Sean McEwen who have routinely been called up last year um, I know the rules are, are a little funky since uh, the pandemic situation but do, do we anticipate either of them being called up early or are they going to try to save that spot until they maybe need it for injuries
5: I think it'll be the latter. I mean, when you look okay. at who they have, and I'm I'm very thankful they brought Malik Davis back on practice squad. I'm on record as saying I wanted him on the practice squad as well. Um, Sean McEwen, obviously that's going to be as needed. Uh, there will be games where the game plan will call for the four horsemen, four tight ends, and they'll activate him at that point. But other than that, I mean, Jalen Cropper, you know, I like what you said. I love Jalen Cropper. Had an exceptional camp, but Brooks beat him out. Uh, wide receiver, Jeff looks very, very stout. I think really when you go down the list, it's probably going to be one or two of these offensive linemen because the Cowboys basically sent every one of their backup centers um, to the streets and then started bringing guys back on the practice squad. But they did that with the goal of activating some of these guys. So for those that may have forgotten, you can activate a guy three times, but on the third time, if you want him back on your practice squad, you've got to release him or wave him. Risking the free agency or the claims, and then try to get them back. But you got at least two activations on both of those uh, on any one that you bring up from the practice squad. So Bostick, he's back. You said it yourself earlier. Hoffman is back. They got Sean Harlow from the Giants. Uh, Alex Taylor, uh, Prelo, he's there as well. So I really do believe you'll see at least one or two of these offensive linemen get called up frequently over the first couple of weeks in some sort of rotation so that the Cowboys don't burn through those three uh, activations too quickly. But other than that, I think they'll pretty much stay put barring uh, injury at any position.
1: My guy man, that is Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Hardest working man at dot com if you ask me. Appreciate you joining us man as you <laughs> usually do, brother.
5: Hey man, fun as always. Still I talk to you guys later.
1: Yes indeed and that is the science with our guy Patrick Nosey Walker.
6: Don't
1: all right, here's what we're going to do, Cowboys Nation, as we usually do after the scientific method. Uh, quick little break, and, and we're going to transition into – I want to talk about that linebacker depth. Uh, yesterday, I didn't get a chance to get to you guys' super chats. There was a bunch of them, so I'm going to get to those as well. And then we're going to hit this phone line and wrap to you guys uh, as we in the middle of me giving my thoughts on, on this practice squad and the roster uh, in general. So go ahead, get a sip of your coffee, go to the bathroom, take a little 30-second break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast In front of the million Of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and Reach for the sky! Here's your host, Skywalker Steel.
4: I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live.
1: The, the uh, season is here now, so at some point, uh, we'll get back to having Pat on physically. Uh, but right now, due to the weather, they're having these early practices, so, so Pat has to be out there. Um, and when I say due to the weather, it's like 109 degrees in Texas, so they don't want to have practices out there in the heat. And I guess they got some things going on in the star. So uh, McCarthy is is doing the beat the heat, <laughs> beat the heat practices, so yeah. Uh, when you have an insider, you got to, you know, got to make sure they're able to be there to do the inside things. And um, very good nugget there on, on Lance's development uh, out there on his first day in his first week. But excited for the kid, man. I'm just glad he's here in a situation where obviously he's wanted and he'll be able to do the developmental things without any of that pressure uh, that he would have had over there in San Francisco. And he did have over there in San Francisco. So we'll get Pat on again next week. Then we'll talk about leading up to the Giants game. With that said, uh, I didn't get a chance to get to some super chats yesterday. So I'm going to run through a lot of these super chats uh, and then. Yeah, we'll open the phone line. We'll, we'll, we'll get a specific caller in here. and don't want to talk about this linebacker situation. Uh, yesterday, yesterday was the 30th. We had Grant Rainwater. He dropped one and he says, sign Anthony Barr, Deion Jones for linebacker depth hold tight on that. One same thing with Toby Tai said we only have 3 linebackers on the roster. Do you think they will pluck some of the safety depth in linebacker? Yes, but I don't like it, but we'll talk more about that. Uh, what we got here Garth dropped 5 and said, "Never thought I'd be a Cowboy fan." Huh. But with Trey and Hunter and hopefully Jabril in the practice squad, I am now great content. Well, well, thank you, Garth. Interesting, not a Cowboy fan, but those guys got you to be one. Welcome. Welcome, sir. Uh, Smoke, one for you, said, he dropped a dub or 20, I'm sorry. And uh, he said, Sky, Lipki and Deuce made a statement of how our offenses will be speed, yak, and power all at once. Okay. The combine, oh, then combine the wide receivers to go with them. Man, how can this not make us excited about this team? Let's go. Mr. D, I got you in a second. Brother L dropped two and talked about Angry Skies Reborn sky's on fire not everybody likes that though brother but i have fun with it tony dropped two and said it's sad as hell to see soft fans turn on my qb dwayne dropped 10 and he said all this trey lance trade did was make dak haters show their true colors and leverage and leverage that jerry thinks he might have they trey gonna be number two for the next two three years go cowboys so let me see all they did was bring out the dak haters Trey's going to be number two for the next two, three years. Go Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, And then Tobo dropped one and said, you think the crappy Eagle fans were upset when Nick won the Super Bowl after Carson did all that work in the regular season. Come on, what we doing? Yeah, exactly. And Jay Recruiter dropped one and said, I'm a huge Dak guy, but if Dak gets hurt and Trey comes in and does great, I'll support Trey as well. Exactly. Uh, I'm ultimately a Cowboy fans first. Absolutely. B. Bird dropped five and said, if we won a Super Bowl with Trey, that would be the best case scenario. With, hell yeah, that'd be the best case scenario with Trey on the roster if you won a Super Bowl with him, sure. And then Tobo dropped one and said, Sky, you're going to read the Super. Oh, but there is. <laughs> you're going to read the Supers from yesterday. And then Miss Adika, This is why I wanted to wait for Miss Adika's, Because she said, these folks in the chat room, to me, just like bring, they're hard headed. I'm going to just say that. All those that have not hit the like, I'm referring to you, get them likes up and Sadika said, please open up the the lines and let me in Sky. Well, Miss Sadika, the lines are open and the floor is yours. And
6: I am here. <laughs> I was gonna speed dial.
1: Are you sure was? <laughs> you the first one up in here. How you doing this morning? I surely was. When um
6: Patrick came on, I called in. Good morning cat room how the hell are you all doing? I want to let you know, there are 743 folks in this damn room. Mm, that's a lot. And why is there only 195 likes? That don't make no damn sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I think the, the view, viewers should match the likes, but only if they like it. Remember, that that's the main thing. Only if you like it. So maybe that means they don't like what they
6: no, say. No, 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 no. Even if you don't, like it, hit the goddamn down button. The um thumbs let down. Me go, let me go hit like one of them.
1: Hit hit the thumbs down twice though.
6: I don't give a daggone. on what <laughs> the heck do. You don't like it, get the hell up out of here.
1: Yeah, you're right, missing Deacon. you right, Mr. Deacon. Hey, is that all you got for the <laughs> show?
6: Nope, 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 nope. I'm just a cat. I'm the cat room watcher. I got you. But um, Sky, you have a blessed day. And chat room, get these damn likes up for the brother up. and share the share the content. Get them up. Do that. That's all free.
1: Well, thank you, Mister Deacon, for the for the for the kind you words and the threats up. to get these likes up. You have a good day, okay? You too. I Better stop playing with. <laughs> hey, Auntie. I better stop playing with Auntie. Uh, okay, let's get back into the football stuff here. Patrick touched on it. Towboat touched on it. Now I'm going to touch on it here. And we're talking about the linebackers. I don't know the last time I've seen a roster have three off-ball linebackers. Like, legitimate off-ball linebackers. I mean, the whole roster. Matt County Michael Parsons as a legitimate off-ball linebacker. We know he's going to play about 75% of his snaps at defense end. Tyrus Wheat, another guy who's not a legitimate off-ball linebacker. He does both type thing, And he's a rookie, and I'm not really counting on him to be a guy to play full-time off-ball linebacker. Malik Jefferson, though. Malik Jefferson is a guy I think they favored over uh, Jabril because Malik Jefferson does a little bit more of the downhill stuff better, where Jabril does the coverage things better. So, you go with LVE, Damone Clark, Devin Harper. That's light. You know my concerns about that. That's light. When I when I had that question of, will the Cowboys go light at line? But I didn't expect it to be that light. <laughs> I thought maybe four or five with a couple guys on the on practice squad. But this is probably, this even more than the depth at O-line. I know that sounds crazy. But here's why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up. More than the depth at O-line. And we'll get to the depth at O-line here in a second. It's because the starting unit for the offensive line, I think, is an elite unit. I think this is a top five or top ten, some would argue top five, but it's definitely a top ten unit. I think it's, if no injuries happen to that offensive line, you've got one of the better offensive lines in the league. Point blank period. I wouldn't quite say that about the linebacker unit just yet. So if a guy goes down, you your worst unit on defense, which I hate to use the term worse because you got the defense is fantastic, but that is probably the lesser of all of the units on your defense, gets worse if one of those guys gets hurt and you have a hurt guy in LVE. And I know we're throwing names out there to bring in and, and all that, but the roster's set. Your backups to the guys on the roster, the Devin Harpers and Damone Clark and LVE is Malik Jefferson. That's the guy right now. So you hope you don't have to do that. You don't have to go toward to that to to Malik Jefferson, but you always want to be prepared. Now, what they're going to do, obviously, with having six safeties on the roster, a guy like Marquise Bells want to come down. A guy like obviously Jaron Curse playing the big nickel uh, Dono who. Looks like he's going to be ready for week one. He'll be in the box as well. But it, it does make me squirm a little bit that the Cowboys don't have a little bit more depth in the linebacker position. My, my Maybe, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe you look at this position as a position that will be elevated by what's in front of them. You got two big nose tackles now who can clog up the lanes, occupy blockers. So whomever it is behind them, they're going to benefit from it anyway. So if anybody gets hurt and they want to go out there in the free agency market, they can come in here it's not like it's a, not disrespecting the position here, but it's not like it's a quarterback you're trying to get or a wide receiver getting up to speed. This is this is linebacker stuff. See ball, get ball, right? Pick up Dan Quinn's defense, see ball, get ball. The other position, and I touched on it briefly before I get to the phone lines, is offensive line. So last year in the false 53, they carried nine offensive linemen and then When they did their final 53, what they did was IR, Tyron Smith, that brought it down to eight. And then obviously they signed Jason Peters, right? So you got Jason Peters in there and that brought it back up to nine. And they had nine offensive linemen going into the season. With a guy like Jason Peters being that experienced backup. Um, This year, it's eight offensive linemen. They did the IR stuff. It got down to seven, but then they brought it back up to eight with Chumay Doga. Your reserves this year, ladies and gentlemen. On the 53 are Chumey Doga, Awesome Richards, TJ Bass. We love Awesome. We love uh, uh, Chumay. I'm sorry. We love Awesome. We love TJ Bass. Chumi Doga. Not really sure what they're going to do with him, whether he's going to be an interior guy, which he was brought here to do. But then they kicked him out to play left tackle. But he's got a ton of right tackle experience. When I say a ton, I mean more than any other position. He's got over 400 snaps at right tackle in his career, his brief career. So I'm just wondering if Chuma is going to be your backup right tackle. Awesome your backup left tackle or Tyler Smith depending on what they want to do with Awesome. I like Awesome at left tackle personally. So now you've got a backup left with backup right and then TJ Bass is your swing. I would I would I would argue that might be your most uncertain Group of depth guys, maybe in the last five years. Could be more. I just don't remember specifically right now, on top of my head. I didn't do the actual study. But, you know, we've had years where Terrence Steele was your backup or, or Lyle, depending on the situation, uh, where Connor McGovern was your backup, Joe Looney, and, you know, guys that have been experienced backup tackles, Jason Peters. Like in, in those years, sometimes we complained about the depth, but I felt like the depth then was more welcoming than the depth now the depth now is more so about hope of the future with a tj bash and the, and the awesome richards not necessarily a hope of the now per se so i was very surprised that they didn't go out and get a better backup situation than chuma or sean not jack harlow who again i didn't watch the film but just looking into what he is in the league it doesn't seem like it's that great so those are the two positions from the jump from February to now, we have been talking about for six months or whatever it's been. And the funny thing is, those are the two positions we come out of the off season saying, "Okay, let's hope, right? Let's hope that that these young guys are going short at the position works out if we need to if we need to go there." So, kind of my thoughts on the roster. Other than that, the roster, like I said, was about ninety five percent complete anyway. So it wasn't like you were going to be tussling with a bunch of starting positions. We're talking about depth guys. We're talking about depth guys. All right, let's get into the horns and wraps y'all in the chat as well. What's good, Los?
4: Yo, good morning, Sky Man. Hey, it's this week and next week, man. It's football time. It's action time. Like I was telling Law and Varch, it's about time we whoop those. Uh, rats out those sewers, you know? I, I mean, that's that's what they're known for out there. So we're going to that type of city, but I'm pretty sure we got it. But real quickly on this 53 roster, man, uh, my biggest surprise is that uh, isn't Matt Walesko still injured, if I'm correct?
1: He's on IR, yeah.
4: Um. So is, he's going to be out for, what, at least the first three or four games, correct? Correct. Uh, Was was there a way to keep him out to 53 and maybe add someone else or kept someone else? Question Or did we – Hey, cut him. Okay, because I I was just curious about that because I feel like we could have maybe have him like in the IR or something because maybe that one spot could have helped us maybe a little bit more throughout the four games. I'm not saying it's a big deal, but I'm just saying it could have helped us a little bit more in direct regard. But another uh, surprise for me was that safety Thomas, we kept. Uh, we kept and. Um, Juan Ye,
1: yeah. That yeah, was a surprise.
3: Uh,
4: there's a big surprise, and well, I I do like the player, but uh, I I don't know if like like I told you, Sky and Dan Quinn, I trust. So if if Dan Quinn is going to use him like a special teams guy or defense out there, rotational piece, you know, I, I'm all for it because you know we can never have too many bodies on this football team. And that's all I got go for you this morning, Scott. I'm not trying to take too much of your time, but hey, let's go Cowboys. Let's go whoop go whoop those Giants, and it's gonna even feel better 'cause one of my homies he's from New York. So you know I always I always tell him, hey September 10th, man. I just I'm just ready to, you know, you you catch your teeth right there, because, hey, <sighs> it ain't my fault. It ain't my fault that you know Michael Parsons gonna you know whoop Daniel Jones out. You know what I'm saying? But hey, that's here and there, man. You have a great morning. Too. All right.
1: Salute. Just happened to go look over here on my, uh, my Twitter, man. Just saw that Gil Brandt has passed away. Cowboys legend, football legend, if we're being honest. You want to know why things are done the way they're done from a draft standpoint. You can thank Gil Brandt. And he was, man, he was going. He was going. He was on the radio all the way probably up until until... He fell ill here, but uh, man, I'm not going to read the whole entire thing from Jerry Jones here, but um, this comes from, I believe, the Cowboys organization and Jerry Jones announcement from the passing of uh, former Cowboy great uh, Gil Brandt says, we are so deeply saddened by the passing of Gil Brandt, a true icon and pioneer of our sport. Gil was at the very core of the early success of the Dallas Cowboys and continued to serve as a great ambassador for the organization for decades beyond that his contribution cemented his spot in the ring of honor he's my friend a mentor not only to me but to countless executive coaches players and broadcasters um across the national football league which rightfully earned him a spot in the pro football hall of fame yeah tough one tough one cowboys been 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 dealing with some tough ones over the last couple seasons here but rest in peace to to Gil Brandt what's good Marcus
2: Hey Scott, good morning, man. Happy early uh, Labor Day weekend to you.
1: Yes, indeed.
2: <laughs> hey man, first I wanted to give my uh, shout out and condolences to uh, um, to the goat Bill Brandt, man. He' gonna be missed. He was a good, dude, man. I, I actually uh, went to a, a, a seminar he, he gave. I think it was up there in Irving. He used to do some talks up there. I, I got to sit in on one of those. things just just to hear him and see him talk for a while. You
1: know, that's
2: most I think I ever got to
1: somebody like
2: that, Cowboy guy. But uh, yeah, I just
1: wanted to you know shout that out real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, man. He'll be good. I don't know yeah, that we have the good. success we have without Gil's innovation and mm-hmm. you know, his 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 combine yeah. and draft ability and going out and getting, you know, guys from small schools and yeah, man, just right. uh just, just a great. He's a cowboy great. It is what it is. If if you yeah. if even yeah, if you're a right. young fan – you should know who Gil Brandt mm-hmm. is if you do your history about this team. It's impossible. It is impossible to to mm-hmm. dig deep into Cowboys history and not come up with Gil Brandt uh, during the Tom Landry yeah. early era.
2: Yeah, exactly. Him, Tom Landry, uh, uh, Tech Tram. those guys built yep. what we all could be doing today, so, yep. so much respect. And, and, again, Gil Brandt, all, all the respect, much love, and rest in peace. Uh, you know, uh, one – one thing, man, I, you know, I, I I know you guys talk about power five positions and, and the the pass rusher because of the focus on the quarterback is the eliteness. And I know, you know, we know what Isaiah Land could do if he watched him do it. You could, you could see specifically the guy could be a major. But I guess it comes to me it comes back down to what's more important to have. Is it more important to have the pass rusher, or is it more important to have the interior guys that can occupy the line of I know we talked about Isaiah Land, you know, he probably shouldn't have been the one to put on uh on waivers but he was gonna be the one that wasn't gonna clear. We all kinda of stick of that. But I, I think again they they chose uh, Neville Gallimore over Isaiah Land. I don't agree with it, but that's just what I think happened. I think they gotta make sure they keep the second level clean and maybe Neville's probably better suited for that responsibility. And they can ma- as they prove in the last few years, they can manufacture a password. That's not as big an issue as making sure that they can keep the linebacker or, or whoever whoever's at the second level covered up so that they can that they can be a great defense. So that's just my thought on that. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get over the lane already have really, but that I guess that's just what I have to understand. They they went with the interior and made sure that they got the interior solid as, as opposed to just getting one more pass up there. He probably wasn't gonna see the field a lot like you said. So um We'll see how it rolls, man. Like I said, I can't wait. We're gonna beat these giants <laughs> the giants head in, and and, and and I'm gonna enjoy every second of it. Because mm. you know, he's better than okay, okay, okay. That's just more whipping on that head they
1: get. So have a good weekend, sir. Ain't gonna uh, hold you, man. Thank a lot. Appreciate you, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a handful of players I would have, and he's one of them. Neville Gallimore's one I would have definitely cut, and 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 tried to get keep Isaiah Land here, but. I mean, yeah, the, the, the it's called Money 5 for a reason. The pass rusher is obviously more important. But uh, when I talked about this on Vacher's show yesterday, it, w- it was more so about our, is he going to see the field over somebody else who's going to see the field this year? Probably not <laughs> because there's so many other pass rushers. And Isaiah Land is more of a future piece. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Isaiah Land being a future upside piece had he stayed here and, and not been able to get on the field unless somebody got hurt. Uh, Because you're banking on that upside for three years as opposed to to one. Um, But I'm I'm not sure. I didn't want to... Because I know people don't like when you ask questions. But I didn't want to ask him this. But I wasn't sure if he was saying he valued Neville over land. Or they valued Neville over land. Um, What is Neville giving you, in my opinion? What is Neville giving you on the interior? He ain't holding up two blockers. He ain't penetrating Like... With all due respect, Jack Jack. I would love to see Neville play up to what we hoped he would be when he got here. I didn't see it. You know? I didn't see that in, in, in camp. So um it is what it is. Let's get James on the horn. What's good, James?
3: Hey, what's
5: good with you, man? Hey, hopefully you have a Hopefully, you're having a fantastic day, like I am already, have my, have, having my coffee, talking to you, so it, it's all good. Appreciate you, man. But real quick, before I have a, a quest, uh, two questions for you, just real quick, I just want to throw something out there. There's a reason why I like you and Votx. Did you see Votx on that Liz Mood show?
1: Oh, my God, dude. He <laughs> <laughs> shut her down with facts. Pol- that was so cool. Politely. And, and I told you on Twitter. I said, this is why Votx yeah. is the best in the business, because... He put yeah, you cooked live moods where it would have been a whole a whole bunch of ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> right? Ma'am. Did that you just so say cool. Gino? Did ma'am. Uh, Tua? Exactly. But no, nah, I mean, no, nah. In all seriousness, that was, though, that was a fun. That was a yeah, fun Yeah, and I, in all
5: seriousness, that's why I think you two are the best because you guys always have facts ready to back up any argument somebody's gonna have to say. And that's why I like watching you guys. But anyway. So having said all that, props to Vach if he's listening. Um, And you, of course, too, Sky, because, you know, you're in the same category as Vach, in my opinion. Now, here's my question. Um, Now, I know we're thin in the linebacker room as far as, you know, uh, heaven forbid if LVE goes down and or Damone goes down. I heard you talking. I think I heard you talking about that. And then um, outside of the O-line on that side, if something happens, we have uh, Bass and maybe somebody else. So, what are your thoughts on that as far as am I right uh, would you be scared and I don't think I would have let land go that was a mistake you knew as soon as he got cut somebody was picking him up right away and they did so what are your thoughts on that
1: Yeah I'm I'm with you I was just I just kind of talked uh in depth about it the linebacker spot it worries me like yeah. LV and Demon Clark me too. and Devin Harper don't worry me you know them three in general but it's the depth that worries no. me and we saw we had to dig deep into that depth last year uh, Bar went down, yes, LVE sir. went down, and, and we were left with uh, Damone Clark, and I, I honestly don't remember. I, I can't, I think, yeah, I think it worries Damone me and, just a bit yeah.
5: because LVE, if he goes down, it's just a question of if, knock on wood, because he usually gets hurt every year, whether it's a game or two or for the game, so that kind of worries me just a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, hoping for the best, right, that this, you don't have to dig yes, deep into your depth, but... I don't know that right. there's a world where you're going to use Marquise Bell as a full-time backer.
5: Probably not. So you think we'll use him like
6: situationally?
1: Yeah, uh, big nickel, big dime. Some from time to time, I do. Sure. I do think James is going to have to do regular linebacker things because he almost have no choice in a way. Um, but right. but for a guy who even admitted himself, he's trying to figure out run fits from the position. We got a game in ten mm-hmm. days. We got a game. Yeah, in 10 Yeah, yeah, we do. He ain't played linebacker. You know what I'm saying? So, right. You know, I'm gonna trust DQ. He's gonna have to get up to speed I'm gonna trust quick. DQ. I'm gonna trust him, man. I, I, you know, I feel like he'll he'll do what right. he can do to keep you know put these guys in their best position. But if if the mm-hmm. if the unforeseen happens, right, the the injury, <clears throat> a major injury to one of those dudes, I, I I do think you have to go out and get a guy.
5: Yeah, we we do. The only other thing I'm gonna say, Sky, because I know you like to you know keep things short and sweet, so I'm gonna kind of help you out a little bit, but. It's just about time, man, for that lion to wake up and eat. Okay. And I think, you know what I'm talking about, time for Micah Parsons to start going, man. I cannot wait. What ten days away? You said I on can't wait, leash.
1: man. He on the leash, and, and, right? And, and, and I don't know if Authentic in here, man, but Authentic, be worried, man. You you better tell uh, Brian Dayball. If I Dayball, was the Giants, I would be worried too. You better tell be Brian too. Dayball to dial it up. Dial mm-hmm. it up because these guys for are sure. hungry. <laughs> this pass rush has not. And and, and look, a part of yeah. me. Yes, I wanted to see the starters out there for a series or whatever. Yeah. Like A part of me wanted to, to, to get, but another part <laughs> of me feel like these are a bunch of dogs on a leash salivating at the mm-hmm. mouth that we're about to let the leash go and it's about to get and crazy. What is,
5: and, what is, and, what is, and what is your homie Vach like to say? There's some of these guys that could roll out of bed and just be great. Oh, and that's uh, what says sometimes. Wait, wait,
1: right, like right, right. But, but, but they've been practicing <laughs> now. It they, ain't like, they just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're
5: not just like not practicing, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't have to be in a, in a preseason game sure, to, to yeah. get up to speed. They'll be ready to go. Well, anyway, that's all I got, Sky. Um, let's go, you know, and beat the Giants. You know, like I said, you, I know there's other YouTube uh, creators out there that are good for the Cowboys, but I'm sorry. Um, I just like listening to you and Votch because you guys bring the real deal and you guys bring the facts all the time. That's why I watch you guys all the time.
1: Our guy James, man. Thank you, man, for the kind words, brother.
5: All right, my man. Thank you.
1: We a heavy, heavily deep community, and I think there's gonna be a—I don't even know—I—I I, I couldn't join it, but there might be a super royal rumble stream going on here in the next com- couple days. Uh, but but yeah, man. I, man, James always gives me kind words. I'm just happy to be a part of this this deep community. I tell you all that all the time. The deepest in the league. Care what nobody say. But yeah, I look authentic if you're in here get word out put word out they <laughs> come me micah ready man i know you got the all pro le- uh, did he go all pro he was fantastic andrew thomas was awesome yeah i know you drafted one of the guys we liked uh in the draft at center i i, I know i do i know brian dayball can can do some fun things and ma- make you go left and right and and this and that i know jalen hyatt's fast but can Daniel Jones get the ball out faster? You yeah. know? There's a pack of crazed dogs ready for week one. And, and this is this is the fan aspect talking because I am excited. And I do think we can put, we can absolutely dominate these dudes. But then there's the respect factor that I have for them that will break down next week. For those that are new, like I said, there was some people, uh, a caller yesterday, two days ago, that called in and said, hey, I just discovered you last week. I said, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be breaking down the Giants likely Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we do offense versus defense, defense versus offense. Um, and we'll bring out the film. We'll bring out the, you know, see if we can find tendencies. We'll try to talk to maybe other creators or insiders from the team. And we try to do that weekly. So I'm really excited to get that going. So the fan in me, we're whooping your ass. <laughs> I just truly believe that. But the football mind the football fan in me i do respect what y'all have done over the last year and a half and, and we'll break that down and figure out where the cowboys need to be wary of and and what the giants need to be wary of too but that's that's next week that's next week no sir gregory i cannot go unfortunately to any games during the season because i work the games i i have to do the game day lives which we will be back doing that me and jesse holly pre-game halftime post-game show i'll have detailed details for you guys likely by mid-next week. We're closing on a place right now. Don't think it's going to be at Texas Live, but we still will be in Arlington. I'll let y'all know. In the words of the great Wyatt Earp, tell them I'm coming, and hell is coming with me. Shout out to AJ Torres for the $5 Super Chat. Oh, yeah, man, I saw your Twitter. I saw your Twitter, dog. You said you don't think the Cowboys are going to get the victory, and I think you said it was because... Uh, they start off slow or something like that. Well, fortunately, they play a team they usually whoop. Um, I I would love for you to come in here. I would love for you to come in here and 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 put a wet blanket. In the, you know that's what you're doing right now. In all in all seriousness, if you remove the whole and people don't like when I ask questions. Oh, I hate this. Well, if you remove the whole, well, we haven't one opening day with with Mike McCarthy, right? Like. Why do you think the Cowboys will lose to the Giants? Like what, what, why? Like football reasons why? Not superstitious reasons, not, oh, well, you know, opening day, we, we haven't won. I could all, I could combat you with, well, the Giants haven't beaten the Cowboys in 10 consecutive times. So I'm just trying to keep it on the football field. Football field wise, why do the Giants have the better opportunity to beat the Cowboys? I just don't see it. Not Now, that's why they play the game. And I'm giving away my pick early, but I don't care. I think Cowboys are just much better than Giants, but really interested to know why you think the Cowboys can't beat them. 945, what's up? Man, what's good with it, man? I'm chilling, man. Who this?
5: Man, it's Bishop Kane, man. The real Bishop Kane. The
1: real Bishop Kane. What's up, Bishop?
5: Oh, man, I can't call it, man. Shit, I was just tapping in with you this morning, man, and, uh, just picking up on a few uh, 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 yo points and the Kyler points. Like uh, to me, that Kelvin Joseph, that Kelvin Joseph trade was really meaningless. Cause like, bro, we could have cut bro and kept the little homie. You know what I mean? Cause he was gonna leave anyway. He was getting put off this team anyway. So that's just, that was just another person we could have just cut and kept. Uh, uh Isaiah Land. We could have yeah. cut him for sure. Yeah. And then another thing is I'm I'm like I mean I'm wrong sometimes and we all know it, but I'm feeling like eighty to seventy five percent sure, like, bro, that that uh that youngster Lipke would have made it through the waivers, bro. He only had one game. Like oh, he probably sure. would have made it through the waivers.
1: I agree. Man, I, agree. I don't see I don't I think don't a, I don't think any running back was claimed. Let alone a fullback. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? but uh. right
5: that's the part that that's where i'm confused but i do understand though because cowboy nation in the nfl in general they we got a thing for the great white hope so i know it happened like that you feel me i like especially Mm. because they don't have that many in skill positions so anytime you see anybody do anything average or above average of the lighter hue people jump on that you know what i mean so so (laughs) i'm a I hey, bitch, Bro, really game. looked like Malik Davis to me. After he looked like the same thing Malik was gonna give you, or hmm. old school Zeke. Zeke last is the same player that he is right now. You feel me? Falling forward for a two-three extra, I give the I give the Hunter that. No, bitch,
1: stop. So, cause, cause,
5: cause it, it it is a certain skill that it takes to fall forward and get two-three oh, <laughs> Now I will give you that. I will give you that because some people go down right away, but Pitch, but I will say he falls forward, so I give him that. But like I mean, dude, 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 I know all world talent. to we just seen one of the best youngsters. The two youngsters that's supposed to make it through for sure is one yay Thomas and land. He ain't. You he, know what I mean? He just- not.
1: But but he, somebody say he ain't lying. Look, 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 brother. He's one. I'll just say this and leave it at that. Cause boy, I, he got a cult following. And, and and you know it's crazy, but he's one of many other players that I think you you could have let go and and risk on the waiver wire to retain Isaiah Land. Yes, he's one of them. That's that's one part of it, Bishop Kane. The other part is, I do think he will have a role here. I just have to believe that, and I don't think it's going to be at halfback. I think it'll be at fullback. And, and 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 once we see that role, I think we'll we'll be for those that are not as excited because of what he did in preseason, which was halfback things, you'll regain that excitement because when, you, when he was brought to this team, I think we all thought he'd be kind of a use, check, coon mix. And I'm just, I'm adamant that's exactly what he's going to be because there's no way he's going to be a halfback on this team. So let's just give him a shot, man.
5: And, and, and you know what, Will, Will? This the this the part that I wanna wanna let be known. Like, cause I called you and watch like a like a couple days before that last game, and then Hunter came out of nowhere, and I was like, Bro, what happened to the Hunter Lipkey kid? And everybody, was, and y'all was like, Shit, we don't know. Ooh, ooh, and then he just came out of nowhere in this game. I wanna let it be known, bro. I really like the dude coming straight out of college. Like, yeah, I, I like dude. Yeah. I like the potential that he got. I like everything about bro. The only thing I don't like about him. Is like you said when it comes to picking these roster spots. If we, if we, if we, if we, um, if we gotta play one the guy versus the other guy, then he definitely won. He wasn't more important to this team than Isaiah L. Whatever we think going to do, we could have got anybody to do that because just like that, just like the NFL mm-hmm. love to put it on face, even though that I, I don't agree with it. But the running back position is not valued like that. I, I no. feel like it is, but. You got some studs coming out of college every single year. It's undrafted dudes every single year that do the exact same thing. That's that's the new narrative. So I'm gonna go with the NFL's narrative. Like, hey man, running backs are dime a dozen pass rushes are not. So it just made most sense for me to like I said, the two youngsters that I feel like for sure showed out in the in the in the preseason that's not hurt right now was one Thomas and yeah. Isaiah Lane. like them two dudes, I was like, Okay, we gotta keep them. Everybody else, uh we'll see what happens. But we got to keep them. And they did right with one Yate. I give him that because one-yay showed up, and he showed me, like, okay, bro can be the next free safety. Bro got hands. You know what Even when he got beat, he came back the next play. And that's yeah. another thing I like when people learn from them. That's one thing you can say about Tyler Smith's rookie campaign. Anytime Tyler got beat, he come back after, and he do better the next time or the next play or the next half or the next game. Tyler was learning as he was going and I could respect that. And I feel like Moji going to do the same this year too. I think Moji going to be just like Tyler. He going it's going to be times where everybody wondering but he going he going to learn more and more and more every game and he going to be all right.
1: Yeah, he be all right. Moji be fine, man. And one thing he got going for him is he he's not dealing with a position switch if we're comparing him with Tyler and he didn't get hurt. We got to remember Tyler Smith missed like the last well, he missed like a week and a half or so of camp last year because of his uh a high ankle sprain, and then he didn't play in the last preseason game where Mozzie, he's ready to go. I think Mozzie be fine. Appreciate yep, you, yep, Bishop Kane. Yep. Fantastic call, brother. Appreciate you, brother. Ah, man, Bishop, funny, dog. I, I don't think he was lying with a lot of what he was saying, so I agree with that. But let's get – look, he's on the team. I think – we're talking about Hunter Lippy. I think he's going to be your fullback, and I think he'll be a damn good fullback. But I'd be lying if I said that. I think he'd have got scooped up if he got released. I'd be lying. 100% think he gets cleared through the waivers and you put him back on a practice squad or you put him on a 53. But here's here's the thing though, right? Because there is a deeper thing to this. We talked about 95% of this roster and honestly, it seems like more than that. 98% of this roster was already complete. You only had a, a handful of spots. A handful of spots to to use And those spots, I think, needed to be filled with guys that were going to have roles. And I do think, and I talked about this on Vacha's show, uh, when you're bringing up Land and you're bringing up Lipke, uh, Lipke has a role. He's going to have a role where Land was not, and I think they were looking at the short term as opposed to the long term, because in no world, in in no world, is a fullback have, have any more value than just about any other position on the team? You know? But for right now, Right, right now it, it, fullback one or edge seven. They're looking at fullback one for 2023 and possibly beyond, depending on what happens. So again, I say this and I'll just leave it at that. There, there were a handful of players you could have did. He's one of them. You could have cut Kelvin. You could have cut Neville. Um, you could have just did something with Nate Sean. You could have did something with. Uh, well, let's go. There's a there's a whole lot of different things you could have did to keep land. They didn't. They they try to sneak him through. It didn't work out. It didn't work out, man. But, boy, the the cult following my guy has is crazy, bro. You would think he was Mike all You would think he was my. I was on Vach's show, and we was giving. I said, hey, all jokes aside, let's just talk football. Let's give the analysis. And, oh, man, y'all hating. I'm like, yo, I'm giving positives and the pros and the cons. And, man, y'all, y'all be standing, boy. Mel Hayes, tell me why we're going to lose week one. Don't don't. (laughs) You know I had to. I had to bring you in like that because I don't like it. I don't like it, man. (laughs) I don't like it either, bro. I don't like it either. I don't like it either.
5: I'm forgive me, man. I'm a little under the weather. I'm kind of getting over a cold.
1: You good? I can hear you.
5: But uh, but um, to answer your question, I don't have a football reason X's and O's why I'm not confident going into week one. The same reason that there is no football reason why we should have lost to I don't want to say a bad Bucks team last year, but that was not a that was not a quote unquote
1: very good Bucks team that and even was a throughout the, even throughout the season. Shorter was what are you talking about? Tell me. Fam, we rolled out there with Dennis Houston and Noah Brown, number one, and Kellen Moore <laughs> running the same ish we were running, and Devin White gave you the football reason. Oh, we, we knew what they were going to do, you know. We, we we just knew what was going to happen, and they had and the Cowboys had to switch things up. So absolutely, there was a a football reason why you could have doubted that game against the against the Buccaneers for sure.
5: Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, the Rams. So we have lost three straight
1: season openers under Mike. I'm going to combat you. I'm going to combat you, but we've also won 10 straight against the okay. Giants. Go ahead.
4: Okay, fair enough.
5: Um, the other thing that has me nervous is this will be the first time that Mike's offense, the newer offense, will be seeing another team other than, you know, fair. our own. Fair. And, we, and we've and we also, and I'm I'm still giving them some time to get adjusted to also not only the new offense, but you also have new players within the offense. Um, I'm expecting a bigger role from Jalen Tolbert, and obviously um, uh, Brandon Cook's coming over is also
1: something new. Now, last time when Randall Cobb came over, good it didn't take much time for him to get adjusted. It never does with Dak Prescott. Well, Whenever they get a new new player of substance like that, it doesn't take long at all. Brandon Cooks was like, or Brandon Cooks, uh, uh, you said Randall Cobb, you say Amari Cobb, Co- yeah. Amari Cooper, the very first game, Amari Cooper, you know, went off right. So I don't, I don't really yeah, ex- expect yeah. Brandon Cooks is a pros pro brother, and he's been killing it in, in camp. But I would look at the addition of Brandon Cooks as a positive for Week One. Um, especially based on... I'm, I'm, def- I'm
5: definitely looking at it. I'm not looking at it as a negative. I'm just saying that it may take time for everything to mesh for them to be kind of what they are as, we're, as well on the other side, the Giants already have a little bit... Of what? ...jailed of whatever they were last year.
0: They already have that jailed a little bit. They got
1: some new where players Where I feel too, like we... Who they got? J- Jalen Hyatt's new. We got a bunch of young receivers that are new on this roster too. I mean, who who would you take over in Week One? Their complement of weapons or the Cowboys' complement of weapons?
0: The Cowboys' weapons, no, no, no doubt. Yeah. The Cowboys' weapons, no doubt. Or who the
1: would Cowboys you take in Week weapons, One? No Their complement on defense or the Cowboys' defense?
5: The Cowboys' defense, no doubt. But that's from a talent perspective. And then a lot of times... who would you take from the coach, like, Wink Martindale I, or Dan
1: Quinn?
3: Say that one more time.
1: Wink Martindale or Dan Quinn, That's defense coordinators. Dan Quinn. Bones Follow Fossil that. and whoever the hell their guy is. Bones Fossil. So now it comes down to Brian Dayball and Mike McCarthy, essentially. It sounds like where you're getting at.
3: No, 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 not even that.
5: It's Honestly, Sky, the way that the Cowboys, to me, the way that they've approached the the off season, mm-hmm. and I am I I'm, I have been a pro. Starters need to play a little bit in the preseason, guys. So I will forewarn you with that. Yeah. Um. So the way that they have approached the preseason, up until week one, the last couple of years, I think that has played some part in the week one record.
1: So Um, are we
0: maybe not the maybe not the whole
5: reason? I can do the question stuff with
1: my guy Meld. So that's my guy. So listen. Are we is this recency bias? Because we're worried about what happened last year as opposed to just the previous season. The Cowboys came out and dropped 460-something yards on offense and 31 points or or 28 points. Because remember that I I was gonna say that uh, happened. Dak Prescott uh, didn't he he didn't practice that much. (laughs) He had a broken end. You know what I'm saying? So that (laughs) actually happened on the road on Sunday Night Football, against a better team, in my opinion, than the Super Bowl defending champions, than the New York Giants, who were 7 and at, or nine or 9-7. So, right, like, there's two sides to this thing. But the, go, ahead, th- go ahead, go ahead, go but, ahead. But outside
5: of Dak, there were starters that played during that preseason. Like, Micah played,
1: um, although he was oh my, a rookie. Right, right, right. <laughs> Micah was a rookie, bro. I'll talk about offensively. Still Amari didn't play. Lamb didn't play. Schultz didn't play. Your offense line didn't play. It's the same thing. And yeah, Kellen Moore called him, but but nonetheless, those dudes didn't play. So there is two sides. I just wanted to I just wanted to present you the other side to that week one of twenty twenty one. They did not do any preseason things. Dak was in a worse situation health wise, and they came out and and smoked that defense. And and the Giants' defense respectable as well. Like I am not going to deny that. Um, but I just wanted to point the other side. That's all, Mel. I just wanted to let you know, like, no, that's, that's to-
5: totally fair. T- totally fair. And again, I hope this don't sound like I want us to lose. Cause that would be ridiculous. I do not
1: want us to, nah, lose. Mel, I want us Mel to win don't want us every to lose. game. Yeah. Mel, not like that. Mel just worried. He just yeah. worried. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's just. Now, if you want to
5: say I'm a little scared, that's fair, okay? I'll say, hey, I'm a, little, I'm a little nervous about week one. I'm not nervous about the season, though. Gotcha. I, I, I even said, I've been on the same thing as you for the, at least the past two years. I need us, we, we, can't, we can't finish this season going two and two, and the two wins look a little, as we say, weird. weird. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I don't want to finish the season two and two, and the two wins look a little weird. Even Meets. like you were saying, like, football re- – there's no there's no football reasons we should have lost to the Washington people last year.
1: i tell you this, You though, know, it just sometimes – Oh, well, I mean, they should be playing. We want vanilla that game. But I'll tell you this about week one. Um, I think you always should be worried, wary about it, right? Because it, there's no tendencies. There's no film. It's just kind of a crapshoot. There's barely preseason for anybody anymore. So just week one in general is weird. That's why I do think – excuse me. I do think week one can come down to do you got better dudes? Do you have better dudes on that day? Now the bounce of the ball, you know, obviously you got injuries that come into play. You got you know uh, penalties, all that stuff comes into play as well. But if I got better dudes than you in week one, then I feel better about it. But 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 you're, but look, week one is is weird in general. So week one is weird in general. But you saying that. That made me feel a little bit better. I ain't gonna lie because we got better
5: dudes across the board. Dudes, we got better dudes across. the I think we got board. better coaching. We got better coaching across the board. It's, I know we have better. We have better coaching across the board. I just, I'm, I just feel a little bit iffy about the way that we have been approaching going into the season the last couple of years. It just, it's just a little like. Okay, not of course we care about week one. Of course we want to win every game. Is this something
1: like? This are is, we are we a little too laxed? I, I, look, I think I know where you're going. I think I, I think I know what you're trying to say here because I've had this weird feeling. I, and I'll give Voss. Even Voss said something. Voss was even like, "Why Dorrance
5: Armstrong not playing?" And I'm not. I'm not saying like necessarily like that. I'm picking on Dorrance at all, but. I think my my point in bringing that up was like yo like uh, like Dorrance is gonna be playing week one, sure like so, how so you is, know what I mean,
1: I'm wondering if you have this feeling of things are going too well
3: I uh, hear yeah.
1: like like yeah your, your, are things going too well right like your your defense is intact, they're having. Days out there at practice, all your heavy hitters are healthy. They hungry, right? Your offense is showing up. They're battling the defense. They're healthy. They hungry. You got all these new... things. Just are, are going. Are they going too well to you that you just feel like the other shoe might drop? Is that what? Oh happening? man, don't say that. <laughs> I, no, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm asking. I'm just a question. I'm asking you because that's what said. You said it. It. It is just. It's, it feels weird to you going into week one. It, is it because things are going, I mean, things are going well, collectively speaking, right?
3: Things are going well. Things yeah. are
5: going well. Things are going well. And I, I guess I'm almost like, teasing, how if you, and here, here, That's crazy. Here, here's the, here's the other, here's the other side of that too, Sky. I might just be going, well, look, the last three years or the last two years, we don't lost week one. We don't also went on to win 12, 12 games too.
1: Yeah, that's I think so, that's been for and, quite some time too. Like if you lose week one for Cowboys, they usually go into the playoffs. When they win, they usually uh don't. But except twenty twenty. I I remember
5: more. yeah. I'm I'm old enough to remember twenty nineteen, where we where we were smoking people for the first sure. three weeks. But and then missed the playoffs.
1: And I and I think I even prefaced that. in my
5: tweet, Sky, I said I don't care about week
1: one either. From you should from you Should. It's a division game, bro. If it was the Jets, maybe you could have this. But, but I'm, this is a division game. This is a division game in a division that got the defending NFC champions in it that aren't going anywhere. They're going to be, you're going to be fighting for them. The Giants are clawing at your heels. You don't want to start 0-1 behind them in a the division either. That Maybe any other year. If you're not playing the Giants, you could say, yeah, hey, look, man, it's, it's the Bucs. It's, it's the Jets. It's the Chargers, whatever. But not, mm-hmm. week one is important at the end of the day. It's important.
5: Hey man, I, I'm with up. you. I'm with you on that. But yeah, you, you told me to call in. I didn't want to run from you, so I said, Hey, let me let me knew, go on the Facebook music. I No, I, I, <laughs> nah, I said I know I know I'm gonna go on ahead and get cooked, so let me go on ahead and get it over with. <laughs> but yeah, man, let let uh, appreciate you. Let me explain myself, brother. I, I know you got other callers,
1: man. Let me let everybody in, bro. Gotcha. Appreciate you explaining, man. And and I know he just came on here and gave and gave his his spiel on it. But my takeaway is that is basically what I asked him. Like it does it, it just seems like you feel like things are just too quiet or going too well, or maybe they haven't faced adversity in preseason or in the games or in general, not having to play anybody. Like all those I think are legitimate worries for maybe the first quarter. Maybe the first series or two. Right? But but after that, if these boys are not ready to go. The, this team, not the 2022 team, where you was running out Dennis Houston and Noah Brown and Tyler Smith with five days of practice at left tackle and Matt Forniak after the first series at left guard against that Bucks front and Bucks defense and Todd Bowles, who knew what you were going to do, right? Like, we're talking about this squad. If it takes them four quarters or maybe eight quarters come the next game. Cause I've seen people say they think the Cowboys going to lose both of these games. Then this is a bigger problem. And then I would be worried about them finishing the season. If it takes you two games to, to get going, it shouldn't. These are a lot of veterans out there. There's a lot of veteran coaches out there. These guys have been practicing harder than we've ever seen them practice. According to coach McCarthy, right? Uh, camp has been extremely uh, competitive. You got an offense that should be better for your players, and you got one of the best defenses in the world, Craig. So I'm not. I I'll give him a quarter. All right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying I give him whatever to get to, to get the bugs out and get the the jitters out, and, and then let's go, man. Let's go. Now, will there be growing pains collectively collectively throughout the season? Because once tendencies start to happen, people are going to adapt to you, thus you'll have to adapt to them. Yeah, you you, you might see that. So by the time you get to that home stretch. You need those things worked out, but that's something that's going to be all season, right? All season. But once that whistle blows on week one, man, it's time to go. And we got dudes. <laughs> we got dudes. Shouts out to my guy. All right, let's let's finish this thing up with nine eight nine eight zero three. Then then Marv, of course. What's up, nine eight nine?
2: Hey, what's going on, Luke? What's up with you? That's uh, too much, man. I just calling in. The end. I ain't been done with you guys in a minute, but I still
5: follow you almost every day.
1: Well, thank you, sir.
5: You know, I was I'm just trying to figure out a lot of things with are supposedly cowboy fans. What's that? And What's the reason you? I say supposedly is because I, I just hear a lot of ridicule from a lot of them and I hear a lot of persecution from a lot of them. It seemed like they kinda listening to a lot of the talking heads that
2: have nothing but negative to say. Especially when it comes to
5: Dak. Um, I'm not really understanding like why we don't stand behind our team like a lot of other teams, you know, fans stand behind their teams. You know, I've been a cowboy fan since I was four years old. I'm fifty two. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sixty two and back when i was growing up it's like if you was a cowboy fan you're just a diehard cowboy fan. and today it seems like there are a lot of bandwagon jumpers oh it's yeah like so. they don't see for they self or they don't read for they
0: self or they don't or they
1: don't get in and,
0: and, and, and. what's
1: your what's your name sir i want to make sure Got your name right.
0: Oh,
5: edward or Singleton, however I mean, you want to put it, Mr. Yeah, Singleton.
1: Okay, i bro. Mr. Singleton, we we we've dubbed the name here on this channel for those fans. We call them foul weather fans. Foul weather fans.
5: Exactly. Yeah. As long as we win it, they there. But we get just the slightest little. Some of them. <laughs> I mean, hiccup. So I'm welcome, man. Oh, we ain't nothing. Not just like all of a sudden you got the that the, the talking here is talking about Trey Lance coming there.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, and what that mean? He coming to learn. He coming to sit down and watch.
5: And in my, in my and my and the way I said, I really wish they would have kept Greer and got rid of Cooper Rush. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Greg. Greg got Personally. a lot of fans that last game. Yeah, uh, I said Greg. Greg won over a lot of fans that game for sure. Well, I've
5: been kind of watching
1: him. Period. Yeah,
5: and he's a good. He he's actually a good quarterback. He just don't get a lot of reps. He don't get a lot of chances to play with like the first or second squad. Yeah, and I I really believe if you put him in there and let him just get a few more reps. That boy would be, I mean, he would have been, he would have played before Cooper Rush in my book. Then I look at our defense. Our defense is going to just be like number one. Sure. Yeah, I think we're going to have one our, of them ones, man. Our, and our secondary, oh, my God. <laughs> they straight ball hawks.
1: I don't yeah. know how you feel about it, but that's how I see it. I think we got the, the deepest secondary in the league. Like it didn't dawn on me until I saw somebody put up, you know, other secondaries and within our division, and I'm like, man, look, I don't, I don't follow those division opponents t- to know who their Juan Yeh Thomas is, right? So I'm biased. It is what it is. But I, I look at the depth of our corners and the depth of our safeties, and I say, man, I put that up against anybody. But I was looking at the Eagles, right? And y'all know me. I don't even like to talk. But I was looking at the Eagles, and I was like, bro, how Eagle fans really? How do they look at our depth at corner and safety and look at their depth and say theirs is better? That makes absolutely no exactly. sense.
5: And that's the same thing. Well, I got a partner that's a diehard Eagle fan, and he—I asked him the same question: What part you don't see? Y'all have no depth. Y'all got two corners that may be okay. Well, you got one that I look—I do like. <laughs> You
2: got one safety that
1: I like. But other than them two, there's nobody I really care for on your team. Yeah. Hey, 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 Mr. Singleton, Mr. Singleton, right? Yes. I Pre- appreciate the call, Mr. Singleton. Good stuff, man. Uh, I do want to elaborate a little bit on one, one thing you said uh, off the phone, but thank you for calling, yes. man. All right, my brother. Hey, look, we talk about that DB room. That DB room, crazy. That DB room is crazy. I, I put, I'll put Dono against anybody in our division rival room. Anybody back there. That's Dono. I ain't even talking about Trayvon. I ain't talking about Stefan Gilmore. Anyway, I put a tweet out yesterday. He was talking about about Trey Lance. And I don't even know if this was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. He said, I'm still baffled with the negative spin with trading for Trey Lance. It's such a win-win for him and this team. He gets a chance to learn and develop behind a top guy, Pros Pro, without the pressure. If it works out, you got an upgrade at QB2 in the present with QB1 upside in the future. The rest is noise. Heavy emphasis on the rest is noise cuz it is. But I but I get it. I get I get the content. I get Wanting to, hey, let's let's dig deeper into this thing and find the, you know, the the the, dra- dr- the dramatic part about this trade and the. I get it, right? I get it. Definitely, if you if your mind works that way. Oh, but you're gonna like this one, brother L. I said, if it doesn't work out, it's a fourth round pick, man. We're so accustomed to drama in Dallas, which is why. Say it with me. We need a win. This is why we need a win. No other team. Because I, I, don't, I don't watch the big network, so I can't really, I don't know how things are happening out there with the big network. I don't I'd imagine the story was hot, and then now it's kind of died down. I don't know. I'm not watching. But I don't know how many other teams would take such a Such a positive thing. My, My voice is breaking. Such a positive thing for your team. And we spend endless amount of hours spinning it into this negative connotation. As I said in my tweet, it is baffling. Baffling to me. Now we can go further. We had a conversation with my guy yesterday about whether whether the you know going to keep, look Dak Prescott has sixty million dollars cap hit next year. Trey Lance will be making over twenty million dollars if you keep him on a fifth year option. If you if you you know give the fifth year option for twenty twenty five. So if not, that means he's going to be on a one year deal. Regardless, you are in a pickle, as they say out there. You you are in a bind. With these two gentlemen in regards to contracts. Now you get Trey Lance this year and you get Trey Lance next year for cheap. Even if you don't pick up the fifth year option, you got him for two seasons. I'll go back down this road. But if you don't and you say, well, you know what? We are just going to rip the bandaid off on Dak Prescott. If you don't extend him, what I'm saying, and you rip the bandaid off Dak Prescott, it will cost you $61 million in dead money. He has no trade clause, so forget about that. Why would he do that? Why Why would he, hey, I'm going to remove it when I know I can just get, I can collect my bread and become a free agent and go where I want to go. And the team doesn't have to take on that, that money. They can do their own new contract. Neither here nor there. How we've spun this into a negative thing to me just blows my mind. Just blows my mind, man. This is fantastic. Not digress. 803, what it is, what it do? What's up, Scott? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man.
0: Good, good. Uh, I'm going to make it... I'm going to wrap it up pretty briefly, but I do got a few few questions that you think to talk about, but I'm going to try to be quick
1: for you. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. You, you're you mad low. Uh, can you hear me be better now? Yep, much better. Here you go.
0: Okay, yeah. I would say I'm going to spin on a few things. I'm going to try to wrap it up real quickly because I know you're trying to get up out of here. Um, first, I would like to... Um, Know appreciate you. I only call in maybe like four or five times a season. I only call in that much because I don't really have too much stuff new to add. Cause I pretty much agree with everybody in the chat and on the calls. But uh, last year I called in and shouted out Authentic and Beard, and uh, I just want to appreciate you for listening to the fan base, listening to the fans, and you guys put a show together that same week I called in. So uh, I appreciate you for you know
1: listening Man, and, and. He, he. Look, I respect. Look, I respect all these content creators, but that's my guy. Like I, I yeah, legitimately yeah. watch authentic's content, and then when authentic and the bear do their thing during the season, I watch their content. Um, look, I don't have time to watch everybody's content, but but them and him yeah. in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, let me sit down. Let me listen. Let me watch, man. He, he, he's like that, man. And and I would I would advise yeah. a lot of cowboy fans if you want to get some insight on your rival team in the Giants, that's the guy to go to, um, as well as the NFC East. They do an NFC East breakdown, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I do appreciate you for uh, doing that. Um, the second thing is, are you familiar with Nick's? I'm pretty sure you are. Uh, your guy, Nix.
1: <laughs> he probably in the chat. Yes, very <laughs> very familiar. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically, kind of what you kind of spoke on. So he had about a five-hour space on Twitter yesterday. And um, ever since Friday, he hosts, like, about three spaces a week. Yeah. Ever since Friday. The
1: GOAT of spaces, by it, the way, but content.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's been Trey, Trey Lance talk, Trey Lance talking. He's sick of it. Like, he had a face last night. It was like, this is the last face I'm going to have about Trey Lance. No matter which side you're on, pro, uh, no, pro Dak, pro Trey, pro Jerry, anti-Jerry for doing this move, like, get it all out, get it off your chest because I ain't speaking about it no more. Yeah. And basically, it went on about five hours. So I was wondering if you're going to have that same sentiment on your show. Because like, we kind of get ready for week one. I know you don't want to <laughs> spend a whole lot of time on the, on the conspiracy side. Like, I, I don't. I can see giving, you, giving, up, giving updates on Trey, but the whole conspiracy side of the whole trade move, I'm pretty sure you don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that going into the season so I was wondering that that you, you
1: had him on. You just heard my spiel on on my tweet, right? That that's the negative yeah. connotation I'm talking about. Like I I I just don't understand it. Like I get I get on the surface, um, uh, you know, hey, the, the conversation of the future, but then the, the more we we try to press this thing, the more it, it you're turning this into a negative thing. I think this is fantastic. So no, I if you have and you've been following the show for quite some time, we would definitely dive deep. That's one of the things I love to do is to dive deep into things. But like you said, it's, it's week one now. It's time to get ready for the New York Giants. And he's not going to be able to help you with that. Right. Probably for a good bit. You know, we just heard Mike McCarthy say, hey, we're just working on his footwork. I think, I think people got, got it, it twisted uh, in regards to the, the getting ready aspect, like coming to a new offense and, and getting ready for, for a guy who is, is, has some raw – ability right he's got the ability he's got the talent but there are other things from a from a, from a quarterback standpoint that that he's kind of got to get going before we can get him out there um shots out to boss boss had a question on on twitter he said when when should trey lance be ready Or like when should trey lance be quarterback too i said when the coaching staff trusts him that could be week five yep. that could be week 10 that could be next year but he has to gain the trust of the coaching staff first But I get we look at the raw ability and we like, yo, get him out. He's taking Dak's job or or get him out there. He's taking Cooper Rush's job. In real life football, there are a lot of things he has to get together first before we can even fathom him going out there and being trusted to run the, the offense to beat these teams, right? Like he has to just develop in that aspect. And once he does that, and once he has the trust of the staff, take them gloves off, baby, and let's go.
0: Um, the last few things, so um, I know a caller before the, the caller before last uh, was kind of nervous on week one. Yep. Hey, man, if you, you're scared, to go to church, man. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Mel admit it, though. Hey. He said, maybe I'm scared, man. man I mean, he, he said, look, yeah, I'm a like, little scared, I, man. But but it's week one. I, I think once he see yeah. us play, that confidence will come back.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell you how I feel. This is how I feel on the inside. You ever seen that meme of the USC Trojans coming in to play Alabama?
1: they yeah, all
0: on the ground yeah. like dogs. Yeah, yeah, That's how I feel. It. That's
1: how I feel. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, that's wait, wait. wait. Which one are you? Because they got their ass whooped. Oh, oh, we're going to be Alabama. Okay, okay, but okay, we okay. Like, But we're we, we feeling like USC.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't but, like uh, that yeah,
1: thought process, bro. Because they can't, cause not, and I just used that, that analogy too, didn't I? I said they dogs on a chain and... No, nah, man. Don't, That's don't. what
0: made me think of that That's what made me think of As soon as you said that, I just talking about USC, but not the outcome, though.
1: Oh, not please, Lord, not the outcome. They dropped like <laughs> 62 on them boys.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, and the, with the, the beauty of what I don't really like college football. Like, I watched it just the past time. I don't have a team. Even if we lose week one, the season is not over. The Bengals went 0-2 last year, and they was in the AFC Championship. In college football, you lose a game, your right. season might, might, might not even – there's no point even watching the rest of the season because you're going to end up in the auto zone bowl. If you had national championship hopes, you know what
1: I'm saying? You're right. It's it's, so like it's about how you finish 100 percent Um right. one of my mottos during the season is you know, week to week. We we're gonna do this thing week to week. Um it's the reason why I don't really like to go down the I don't like to go down the schedule and say win loss, win loss. This everything changes once that clock strikes zero for the next week. Everything. You know, yeah. there's so much that goes into that week. So as you know, uh, you know throughout the season, we, we covered this team week to week, top to bottom for the next opponent. Um, and we respect all of our opponents, but right now we're still kind of in that. We're in the offseason, so the offseason, you know, we're going to talk our shit. But once we get to the regular season, you know, it's week to week. We're going to talk about what the opponent does good, what they don't do good, and how we can beat them or how they could potentially beat us. Um, and, and we'll go from there. But I'll say this, man, Cowboy fans, NFL fans, fans, period, right? Well, I'll say NFL fans because only 17 games. So A the, the loss last thing, feels uh, like the end of the world and we to to many fans and they're gonna overreact whether it be one way or the other. You just gotta kinda of get used to it.
0: The last thing before I go, I know you and Box was uh talking about Aubrey with the number one and uh had the Debo music playing. I guess Jaron Kirsch was listening to that show. <laughs> Walked up on Aubrey in the locker room and said, Yeah, hand me that, hand me that number one. Yeah, hit
1: him. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, hit <laughs> what bike didn't come up off that one up yeah <laughs> that's my bike punk that's my number punk yeah
0: <laughs> so yeah i to let you go man appreciate the show man i'll let you get back to it man have a good rest of your day
1: salute yeah so apparently uh Ron curse is wearing number one we were i don't know what what caller called in yesterday we were naming players and Ron definitely i think that's oh that's gonna look fire that's going to look fire. I would have loved to see Damone with number one in the middle, you know, Rome in the middle and whatnot. But hell, you're going to see J-Ron down there in the box too. So J-Ron with number one, I'd imagine a guy like Eric Scott might get 27 or something. Real quick, let me go look at this, roster. Maybe Juan Yeh. Juan ye's number 30, right? Maybe Juan Ye gets 27. Juan Ye, Eric Scott, Noah, those are three guys I can see switching up their number. All right. We're going to finish this thing out with our guy, Magic City Marv. What's goodie?
3: What up, family? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I'm doing
3: good. I like, uh, you know, you know, I like uh, the way the Cowboys came this year, how they got the team organized. They finally did. Organization
1: <laughs> instead of the last three years, they, they
3: did what? They, they did what
1: now? Say that they again. Like,
3: they finally got organized.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: They built the foundation from the ground up, not just throwing some kid in there just to call plays. It was all backwards, uneven. Everything was uneven. I'm not worried about the Giants. See, the Giants try to be slick. They, they got the little kid uh, from us, the receiver, because <laughs> they want to know the play. But see, McCormick didn't do all his plays. And then, if y'all see in the camp, when they had the three receivers on one side, they didn't run that in the preseason. What, the three receivers in one side. You're talking about
1: the Giants? or so, you know, When the Giants got uh, uh The receiver that we had went to the John's Houston. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Houston, yep. Yeah, Dennis Houston went there. They said, man, we got to get these plays. And then Dallas did the same to them. Got one of their players. (laughs) Right. I tweeted it yesterday. I said, look, man, and I I tagged my guy authentic. I said, y'all not slick. Let me see if I pull this up here. I said, y'all not slick. Wink Martindale 100% will be picking the brain of, uh, or picking his brain about the Cowboys offense in regards to Dennis Houston. But we went and got their center. So, yeah.
3: Yes, yeah, that's even better. That center know all they play. That's better than the receiver, buddy. The receiver. Yeah. That he know. He could call all he plays out. And the key thing, what's going to help us, uh, the our quarterback, our new quarterback, that's perfect because in the scout team, and it's going to help them too, they'll be running the Giants plays starting next week all next week. Because yeah, he know that quarterback like to run and he's going to be running the plays of the Giants. He's faster, he got an arm, you know, he most most talented quarterback. So that's going to help our, uh, our uh, linebackers. Because he like to run that fake, like he going to give it to a Sequan, and then try to roll out. He know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we know they play. That is, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. So, and that's good when we were in the Philly plays, too, with that quarterback. So he's going to be learning He's learning on the job. So I'm not even tripping on him. Whatever happens is going to happen. I'm a Cowboy fan first. So let me like always say, don't get attached to these players. Indeed. The most people that be on the, the – the most player that mostly still on the team is the quarterback and the offensive lineman. Period. I take, that
1: same, is, I, I take that same thought process during uh during uh draft season too, bro. Like I, I've learned yeah. I cannot get attached to these players because you're you're scouting so many of these dudes and you're only gonna land a handful of them, right? And then we get all up yeah. in arms. Oh my god, I can't believe we took Tyler Smith or I can't believe we took yada yada yada. And they end up everything ends up being okay, but I'm with you.
3: Being okay. And then they and they, and everybody was crying about the DN. Oh well. There's a million DNs well, that well, we didn't see.
1: Well, 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 well. well there's
3: another lot of DNs out there that
1: play just like the DN that we picked. Well, Mark, are you talking about land? Small college. Yeah. Yeah. So, so look, I think I think you're allowed to be like, "Damn,
6: damn man, yeah, we I let we let that.
1: land go." That that sucks, man, and ha- and have an emotional opinion about it because you this guy was good. You want to be here, but on the same in the same token, say. But it's good. It's cool. We're deep at the yeah. deep at the position. Let's go. I think that's fair.
3: Cause they were gonna ain't no way they was gonna let
1: Armstrong go. And then I mean not Armstrong. Uh,
3: uh,
1: what's I bought number fifty six. But I saw Coach Marv say we was going to trade the, uh, Armstrong or cut him. I said what? Let me reach out down there. I said, hey man, you heard anything about trading Dor- Dorrance Armstrong or, or cutting him? You know I- I'm talking about. Two days ago, when the, when the cutdowns were happening, once the Sam Williams thing happened, I think all oh, that got shut down, and it was like, man, I heard yeah. none of that. Yeah, talking about trading, uh, uh, not Armstrong,
3: but the other DN Fowler. Yeah, that's the one it was talking about. Not Fowler.
1: He didn't suit and up. They
3: try to bring hey, them guys were gonna pick Fowler up so fast. The coast would have got Fowler five six. And you know how hard it is. Orange, I don't you know, hey, still, you know how hard it is to get five
1: sacks. Yeah, six of them, I think. But, yeah, six, yeah, 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 I've seen some things on the Twitter sphere where 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 Fowler is just kind of discarded now, and, and apparently just a name. And I'm like, what are we watching? Dante Fowler was one of your better pass rushers when it was time to just rush the passer, um, and, and he would get he get signed in a heartbeat by by a competitor, I think.
3: Man, he got picked up so goddamn fast. Excuse my French. He would have been gone. And then we'd have got the young kid. And the young kid would have had no sex. The Cowboy fans would have been like, oh, man, what happened? He ain't got no sex. Yeah, because you're Cowboy fans. That's why y'all fans and they coaches. I always
1: let them coach, man. I don't try to be a coach. Wait, well, hey, look, I, I, yeah. you you know me by now, Mar. Right? I, they they are coaches. You right about that. They are the front office. You right about that. But damn it, if if there's something worthy of questioning, we'll we'll ask the questions. We'll we'll look into it, and then we'll come up with an opinion <laughs> about it, man. You yeah. but they boss. You know what
3: I'm saying? Yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. You, yeah. change, you know, but I'm not worried about the, the Jazz game. Gonna be a beautiful game. In closing, and, the, and, and closing. Mar. And closing. When well, it closes, still you you hit all the hit all the you dot the eyes, cross the T's. Yeah. When you when you told that guy, will you rather have our defense or their defense? Would you rather have this or this? And this? He couldn't say nothing. And I and this is the first time I ever felt this more confidence. of the first game last year, I had you know I was kind of nervous.
1: Oh yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. know what was going to happen. Yeah,
3: it was we. But year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this year I feel good because, like you say, and then we had two weeks to practice to get ready for the game. We just had one week. Like, they played four preseason games, and then you went right to the day. This week, they we got two weeks to prepare.
1: So yeah. we're
3: going to be ready, man.
1: We'll, we'll be ready, you Marvin. We're we going to break it all down next week starting on Tuesday. Appreciate you, big dog. All right, man. Salute. Salute. It's Magic City, Marv, man. Yeah, I, I just think, man, it's so different compared to last year. So so different. Um, but it's week one. Week one wacky, man. Week one wacky. Shouts out to y'all for the fantastic show today. We got a few more super chats and then we're gonna keep it moving here. Uh Matthew B, appreciate you. Almost pressed this button. Super chat. Drop 10 and said, just want to show some support to your sky. Appreciate all you do. Thank you, sir. Really, really appreciate that. Um, AJ, I think we did read AJ's. Super chat. We did read AJ's. Uh Chris, he dropped five earlier. We don't wipe them three or He said, "Have a great, have a great weekend, bro." Going to LSU game. Shouts out to you, man. Uh, and me and SEC girls are a dangerous combo. I like that number nine from Oregon. Noah Iguadala. <laughs> Noah at the Omni. Um, uh, man, I had his name in my head. Noah Igbonogony. Noah If you don't think about it and you just say it, Noah Igbenogany is cool. But I like I like Noah at the Omni better. Man, have fun down there, Chris. And don't wipe them 304s. So. Don't do it. Uh, Dwayne Brown. Super chat. DB Drop 10 said, great show as usual. Uh, hate, I can't call them while I'm at work, but always listening every day. Football is back. I used to feel the same way when I used to listen to uh, The Break. And, and, and this one, it was in like, closet or whatever it's small old room and i have my little earpiece in and whatnot i'm listening I'm like man i want to call it but i appreciate anybody that's listening while they're at work while they're driving their trucks however you're listening you could be anywhere in the world but you're here with me on a to z shout out to jr marcus Rowe. he dropped 10 super chat he said uh the vagina's about to <laughs> about to get these foots up they in them Denver Giants about to get these foot up in them. Okay, here we go. Dak for MVP. We them boys. Yeah, man. I'm with Marv. We want to talk about the confidence level. The confidence level for me compared to last year is through the roof. Through the roof, man. JD said he parked a truck. Oh, man, that's – look, man. I don't want you to be late on your deliveries, but but I I definitely do salute our our truck drivers – uh y'all y'all help keep America moving for sure. And then Sully dropped five. Super chat. Said, uh, Marv, I've reached the top. Quote, Marv, I've reached the top. Always think of you from home alone when you call. Oh, okay. You talk about Marv when he uh what he got to the top of the steps or something like that. Home Alone. I can't wait. Honestly, that's that's the best thing about Christmas is watching the home alone movies. It's the best thing. And then Brother L dropped one. Okay, okay. I knew this was coming, brother. I I, I knew this was coming. Super chat. He dropped two. And he said, Sky, it's August 31st. No pressure. No pressure. But audio pop. I'm going to have to holler at you off air. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to probably happen Saturday. Maybe Sunday because we off Monday. Maybe Monday. Maybe Monday. But I will get you guys some audio wrestling podcast content just ain't gonna happen in the next couple days for reasons all right with that said Die Hard is a christmas movie 100 percent (laughs) harry jay lombardi come on man that's a classic sky said or uh toxic says sky this is the best i have felt since parcells was in dallas even when parcells was here And I was not as outside. I was outside, right? But like I wasn't in depth like this, right? Even when Parcells was here, Parcells was trying to save this team. Parcells was trying to put together this team and, and just be as competitive as possible. This team is complete. This team is ready for a run. And barring any catastrophic injuries, barring players or coaches just forgetting how to play the game, I expect the Cowboys... To be one of the last four teams standing. That's how confident I am in his team. And I don't say that often. Because I always feel like there's something about this roster. That, that doesn't sit right with me. I don't feel like that this year. I don't feel like that man. Brother L said if you missed the quick hipness. Here you go. And he got the timestamp. Professor O told me he's going to use quick hipness. In his evaluations next year. So I'm going to hold you to it when it comes to the draft. I want to see it professionally written in your draft bio. Has elite, quick hipness. And see if it catches on. All right. Do me a favor on the way out, Cowboys Nation. Bomb squad. Hit the like button. If you are new here and you like what you see, hit the sub button. We will be back Tuesday. Monday is Labor Day, so no Labor Day show. But Tuesday, we'll be back, and we are going to start the preparation for the New York Giants week one Sunday night football. Are you... <laughs> <sighs> and for those who don't know, it, it, you know, I have information about our um, game day lives. Come through. Once I have that information, come through. You will see the, the non-morning show, sky. You will see the watching the football game, Scott, and, and that's... You talk you, you think I'm animated here. You think I'm I'm energetic here. You think I'm passionate here. <laughs> this is why I can't do a game day live. I can't do a stream because i probably get canceled or uh YouTube will take it down or something crazy because I just go nuts. And when I did do one year of this, of the the live stream, I, I felt like I was caged and I didn't like it. I said, I'm never doing that again. So i have information for y'all uh, where y'all can come through and chat with me and hang out really with me and Jesse Holly for Game Day Live. With that said, I'm going to press this button. Shouts out to Chris. He dropped two. He said ready for week one. Shout out to you, bro. No. Shout out to you. That quick hipness. Have a great weekend as well, INC. Watch though he'll be live later today. Make sure y'all come through and uh, support my brother from another. I got the super chats. Tyrone dropped five. He said, "Jack, Jack, we put up forty on all those teams. We ain't scared. Would all do disrespect." I'm out. Peace. Love you.